Yes, you did. There's a Don't part. Lie of, to yeah, me. there's a part. Don't of lie to me. me. Yeah, yeah. Don't lie to me. But anyways, uh, this is the Last Word podcast. I am Angelo Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. And wherever you're listening, whether it's on uh, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, uh, I don't know what other podcast forms there are, but whatever you are listening on, we appreciate you doing so. Uh, hit subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, a fun show. By the music. I don't know if anybody's been under a rock since Saturday at about 8.15, 8.30, I would say. But the music entails to a Stephen rant coming, much like my rant, probably a little angrier because, you know, it's just the way it is. But that rant we will eventually get to. That's a middle of the show oh, thing. Damn. We're gonna sorry, Stephen. But uh we're gonna kick the show off with the NHL trade deadline. Uh, completed on Monday at three o'clock, but you know how it is. Tr- trades trickle in as the three o'clock. There were a lot that trickled in. There was a ton, like and like not little ones either. <laughs> oh, there were some big ones, and um, we actually some because of when we taped last week. Um, the last trade that we had left on was the uh, Dennis Malgin for Mason Marchment. Uh, that the it Leafs- happened just before we recorded, yeah. and so that happened. But uh, then we we start getting into some of the trades, um, the Golden Knights. Uh, trading for defenseman Alec Martinez from the Los Angeles Kings for two second-round picks, one this year and one next year, uh, trying to shore up that defensive core. Um, I was a little surprised by this trade because Alec Martinez still has term. He still has another year left after this one, and they're in-division rivals, and we never see that. It's very rare that two-division rivals really trade with one another when, you know, yeah, this is and, happening. And for a pair of seconds, like Alec Martinez is pretty comparable to Jake Muzzin. Yeah. That was a first and a prospect, like mm-hmm. a pair of prospects. Now, granted, they weren't the highest rated prospects, but people, there were a lot of people that like Sean Dersey and, oh, God, what the hell was his name? Uh, the forward from Sweden. I'm blanking all of a sudden. Anyways, um, he's a bottom six guy, but then yeah. he scored like six goals in four games when he played for <laughs> the Kings at the end of last season. But yeah, they gave up. A, a bigger price for a guy that left the conference, and then you mm-hmm. trade with a division opponent, and you get a pair of seconds. So that's a, that's yeah, a little strange. It, it's a little strange to me, uh, especially for a guy with term, because yeah. you, you just the way it works now. If you have term, that just seems to be a first round pick. Yeah, you get you get the first round pick automatically. Like unless like your first round pick, or sorry, you're you're trading the first round pick because it's on a condition that the guy re-signs, much like we yeah. saw with Ottawa and a deal later on. On uh, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the Monday trades. Uh, the Ottawa Senators trading uh, who was it? Or trading for Aaron Luchuk from the Toronto Maple Leafs and a conditional sixth. For Max Vernino, where the hell he is? Bunch of AHL, just yeah, an this AHL, is an AHL trade. Uh, another AHL trade, future conditions to the Flyers for Jean Francois Berube, mm. the goalie. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe that deal was made. Their minor league team is probably on their ECHL goalie. Well, and, you I know think, what I mean? I think what happened was because uh, Shusterkin oh, that's right, he got, got, in car, got in the car accident, but maybe they were loading up to get rid of. Uh, Gorgiev Gorg, yeah. before the injury to Shostork, and we'll get to that too later. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens made a trade with the Pittsburgh Penguins, AHL deal. Uh, Phil Verone, Riley Barber. Uh, Riley Barber played some games earlier this year. Yeah, he's a fourth-line guy. Jake Lucchini and uh, Joseph Blandisi. Good There's to have a few, prospect at one point. Good to have a few Italians in Laval. It's, yeah, exactly. know, I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> this trade's... I, I know what happened with this trade it isn't just an AHL trade. It is a cleansing of these old ah, guards okay. because uh, earlier on before this trade, uh, Montreal, uh, sorry, Laval put together a line of Phil Verone, Riley Barber, and uh, Matthew Pekka, 
who was okay. also traded later on on Monday. Uh, they put a line together, and then they put a line of Jesperi Kutniemi, Jake Evans, and Charles Houdon. Interesting. And the kids played better and harder than these three veterans of the AHL. So basically, Hence why. <laughs> Bouchard's like, get him the hell out of my freaking sight. I don't want to see him anymore, and that's what he did. Um, Danik Martell for Anthony Greco. It's just a no, minor league matter. deal. Uh, we get into a big deal, a couple of big deals here. Uh, the Boston Bruins trading for Andre Kash. And Kasha. Kasha, 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 Kasha whatever, his, whatever name his name is. Um, and going the other way to Anaheim were forward David Backus, who is on the possibly worst, one of the worst contracts oh, God, I've ever uh, Axel Anderson, cool first name, I like it, and a 2020 first round pick, which will probably be near the end of the first round. Uh, and Boston is retaining 25% of David Backus's contract. I can't believe they got anyone to take David Backus. I don't know why. Like, like they, they got like, yeah, they had to give up a first round pick, but like, yeah, you had to give up a first round pick. Look at how bad that contract is. Yeah, and you only had to retain twenty five percent. Now again, twenty five percent of a six million dollar deal is still a nice chunk of change, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that frees up a lot of money, frees up a lot of flexibility. Yeah. And David Backus was a guy that was healthy scratch more often than not for you. Yeah, and it he was, was a bad deal. When it was, it was signed. It's one of those bad deals. It's one of those like. It's the Carl Alsner deal. Yep. <laughs> it's just one of those deals that just doesn't work out. It's unfortunate. It's not that David Backus or Carl Alsner are bad players. It's just the game that they played and now the game that the, is currently happening in the NHL is just it just doesn't go. It's and the teams they moved from like for Carl Alsner, the partners he got to play with yeah. in Washington, like that really helped Carl Alsner look that good. Yeah. And then the and David Backus for him it wasn't necessarily just the guys around him. It was the miles he put on that body. Yeah. Like, he does not play an easy game. And the stuff he had to go through, like, he he had the hell beat out of him through St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then there was the health stuff. Like, I know he had some issues with colitis and or uh, Crohn's disease, I believe. It was one of the two. He had, like, there, there was an, a, a literal medical mm-hmm. issue that dealt with, like, he lost substantial weight because yeah. he couldn't eat. Like there was a whole bunch of things with David Backus mm-hmm. that led to this contract being so bad, but it's still unbelievable that yeah. the Bruins managed to do this. And Axel Anderson, you know, from what I've read, he's a you know a good skater, good puck moving defenseman, uh, some offensive upside. He's currently with Moncton, uh, still the, in the juniors, still in the juniors. He's in the queue, so you know he's got twenty two points this year, two goals, twenty assists. So you know, not a not bad, not fantastic, but a decent prospect nonetheless. He was, he was a second round pick back in 2018. So, you know, this is this is what happens now in this this day and age of uh, prospects and picks and stuff. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets making a move after Brian uh, Brian Little was basically deemed uh, finished for the season with uh, concussion issues, uh, trading for forward center Cody Eakin and nice a, a nice little pick, um, a 20 and. Vegas gets back a 2021 conditional fourth round pick. Um, the pick, uh, the draft pick becomes a third round if the Jets make the playoffs or re-sign Eakin. They can make the playoffs. Eakin helps their their third line get get that center that they've been missing for a little while. Without he does a lot of things too. He's yeah. going to kill penalties for you. Like he he's going to be out there winning important draws. Like Cody Eakin is the type of player that you add because you. You want to go to the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, he was instrumental in, in Vegas' success. And, you know, it was unfortunate what happened to him last year with the whole, the Joe Pavel, because he oh, was the God, guy on yeah, the receipt. He, was, he yeah. was the guy who, I know it, it was just the timing and everything of that, of the penalty that led to Joe Pavelski being out and him getting the five minute penalty that led and to the comeback. And, you know, it wasn't something he meant to do to Pavelski because no. that was a terrible situation. Yeah. And then when you saw the replay, you're like, Oh, yeah. that is how that happened. Like, yeah, it was a terrible situation. It was actually kind of cool though. The, the tattoo we showed off, I think a bunch of the Vegas Golden Knights guys got this, the original yeah. members. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed what it was. It's the Misfits skull logo. With the Vegas Golden Knight helmet, and they call themselves the Vegas Misfits. I thought it was. I just That's thought it was cool. really cool. That's cool. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I like the deal for both teams. It helps. You know, the the Vegas Golden Knights are freaking. They have stacks of. of they don't. Uh, they didn't need. Co- like, he's no. again, he's not a guy you want to get rid of, but as a team that's kind of cash strapped, and then that you know had all of the assets, but then traded most of them yeah. away. They're kind of in a weird position. Yeah. 
but you know they're an expansion yeah. team and they started winning, so I'm pretty sure they're okay with it. They're okay with it. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, trading for Mika Salamaki <sighs> and giving up Ben Harper. Uh, just an AHL deal. This is an AHL deal. Good it was an AHL defenseman for an mm-hmm. AHL forward. Yep. And then uh, I guess it was Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday, the 23rd. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens trading Ilya Kovalchuk to the Washington Capitals for, third. for a third-round pick. Um, this was apparently the best deal on the table. That is a pretty damn good deal for a for guy me. that got bought out. Yeah. That was uh, one of Mark Bergevin's better signings, and I think— It was a nice little play by Mark. It was a nice little play by him. Uh, the one thing, because he met with the media on Monday— before leaving for Washington to get there for last night's game, he met with the media and someone asked him. I might have been Eric Engels or somebody asked him. You know, is this is this goodbye? Is this what is this? And he's like, Yeah, it's a see you soon. Uh, okay. So, well, we talked about this with Radulov. Yeah. Russian players very much enjoying Montreal. Yes. So it wouldn't surprise me. And I'm sure Mark Bergevin said, Look, he let him pick his team. He let, well, he, he's sending him to a team that's got a legitimate chance yeah, to win a Stanley Cup. Because he said, do you want a chance to win the Stanley Cup? He's like, I'll give you this opportunity. And he probably said, here's your contract when you come back. I have no problem giving this to you. And it's probably going to – it'll probably end up being a two-year deal. Yeah. We and, take pot shots at Mark Bergevin for a lot of things. Yes. This is one of the nice little – like. This was like the Marco Scandella move. Yeah. That was a nice – like that was a smart bit of business. Yeah. And I'm glad I got to watch Kovalchuk at least play once live – I saw his skill like in a game, and I'm like, even it, it doesn't do it justice on TV when you're live and you watch him. It's like you're such a smart hockey player, and it seemed like Claude Julian and and Mark Bergevin and the team just sort of tapped back into that Ilya Kovalchuk we used to see, and hopefully he gets you know the chance to win a cup and then come back to Montreal and you know, hopefully help a, a young Russian defenseman <laughs> that is coming next year by the name of Alex Romanov. You basically just want Alex Romanov living in Kovalchuk's basement, exactly. Playing with Ilya Kovalchuk, I think he's got four kids. Hopefully, Ilya Kovalchuk or three. Uh, I'm not sure. Doesn't enjoy the nightlife. Then, <laughs> that can be a problem. It seems like he doesn't. It seems like he's very like you know he stays away. <laughs> he's with the family, but uh, it was fun. I hope he, I can't wait. I hopefully he's back. I, I would enjoy him being back because uh, it was a pleasure to watch him. Uh, the Oilers making some deals, making some moves. Uh, Adding Mike Green to their defense core. Puck, you know Mike Green. It's puck moving defense. A nice addition. They got all lefties. They needed a righty. Here's Mm -hmm. a guy who's not going to play in their top four, but he can. He's not going to be a top pairing guy. He hasn't been for a couple of years. But you know what he can still do? He can still make the first pass out of the zone to start everything. Exactly. Has he always been very, you know, buttoned up defensively, buttoned down defensively? No. But when you look at that Edmonton team, here's a guy that can get the puck out of your zone up to one of these immensely talented forwards in a hurry, and he's going to put it on their tape. It's a really nice, low-risk move, and it's a guy that the GM, Greg Greg Holland, (laughs) Ken Holland, thinking about baseball already, Uh, but Kenny Holland knows him well. He played in Detroit the last couple of years. It's just, it was a... Again, talking about Marky B yeah. and the things he made, a smart move. And again, I, well, I know we're going to get to it as you're listing them off. Yeah. Edmonton did some things. They did some did some wild things. Uh, in that deal, in that deal for Mike Green, Kyle Brodziak, and a conditional fourth-round pick going the other way. That The Kyle Brodziak thing smells like the salary needed yeah. to be... It's like, I need salary to move here, so yeah. here, uh, take Here's it. Here's a guy. Um, the first big deal, uh, well, this was, well, I guess it was, yeah, it was late... It was very early on. It must have, you know, when they traded for Mike Green. But uh, uh, the next deal was uh, Ottawa starting to offload stuff, uh, trading uh, Vladislav Nemesnikov, who, if you don't remember, was the guy before Braden Point. Yeah. And then Braden Point showed up, and it was basically over. Um, got a 2021 fourth-round pick out of Colorado. So, in a couple of years from now, they'll they'll get the they'll probably even try to use it to move up in drafts. And I'm pretty move sure they got Nemestikov for a fourth or a fifth from the like it was one yeah. of those they just took him and flipped him. Yeah. And it, so we'll see what happens. Uh, 
I guess he's, he's a kinda, depth guy. Depth guy, who knows, but whatever it is. He looked like he was a first-line player when he got to play with yeah. Kucherov and Stamkos yeah. and that year that Yanni Gord I, exploded. I remember. I had him in fantasy. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's going. He, he's going they to, took him off the line. They put him on the third line like, and he just stopped doing things. I'm like, things. what happened? I'm and like, then he got traded. Yeah, got traded. That was the JT Miller trade. Yes, it was. He was probably, when we were just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, How are you? And they gave up a pick too. Yeah. That was the best part. That Here's was, a first. Yeah. By the way, way to Ugh. go. Uh, the first big splash of the day, uh, Jean Gabriel Pajot expected to be traded. Yeah, but not for this return. Not for this. Uh, 2020 conditional first round pick, a 2020 second round pick, and a 2022 conditional third round pick. The 2020 first round pick uh, shifts to a 2021 first round pick if the Islanders pick in the top three this year. The 2022, which they're not, which they're not going to. The 2022 third round pick will only transfer to the Senators if the Islanders win the Stanley Cup this year. Oh. That's not going to happen oh. either. So, so it's a first and a third, basically. No, it's a first and a second. Oh, the third will convert the, if yeah. Okay. Because they end up. They, I thought you said. No, no, I, I misheard you. Yeah. I thought you said the second would convert if okay, the first yeah, yeah. was originally a conditional pick because it was based on him signing, which he ended up doing. I think it was at five six year deal, six year deal, five million. Which is he's a guy that they really needed. Like he's the second line center. Where in Ottawa he was the first line yeah. guy. Which you, like, if you're a Leaf fan, Tyler Bozak, it's that's basically what was happening. Mm-hmm. Except here was a guy that was known for his defense. It was very good, buttoned down third line center. Killed penalties, could do all that stuff. Had the offensive explosion. Do I think the offense is going to continue? I think Lou might have made a mistake here signing this guy to this rich of a deal. Yeah. But again, the year he had in free agency, like he was going to get money. And the Islanders really need a guy like this. And Barry Trotz, who likes a very buttoned-down defensive system, is going to absolutely love him. Yeah. And again, it's just more depth because you have Matt Barzell. You got the game breaker. And now you have some guys underneath that can actually they their center position they needed more out of. Yes. Because their fourth line center in Casey Zizek is in the fourth line. It's all it's great. Mm-hmm. But they needed a guy that could support Barzell, and this is what they got. Yeah, it's a it's a good pick for it's a good pickup for the Islanders. I think the the extension scares me. Um you don't play Montreal enough times that he's going to score goals, and I'm glad he's out of the division. Thank God. Um, he was uh, Pajot was saying how much difficulty he was having uh, the night before sleeping. He was he was growing, growing up. up. Yeah, I everything. was listening to that interview. He's he's, a, he's an Ottawa guy, or, but grew up close to Ottawa. So you know he, you know he's got that connection to there. His life has been there for so long. So his whole life, his moving for the first time and doing this is it's an adjustment, and we'll see how he adjusts because sometimes. Guys move and they don't, you know, have that. Sometimes they just don't fit the new team. Now, yeah. again, everything being said, do I think the offense is going to continue? No, but I think he'll fit in very well with Barry Trotz. Yeah, I think so too. Um, let's talk about the first shocker of the day here: uh, the Carolina Hurricanes trading for Vincent Trocheck and giving up Eric Halla, Lucas Walmark, at two. I'm going to say this wrong. I already know. Luo Straninen and Chase Prisky. This was the first big move like, by I'm, the Carolina like, Hurricanes. I was like, the the Panthers are trading Vince or Trojan. I'm like, don't they need a, a second? No. For the, like, I, I get it for Florida, who has dished out a lot of money recently. Yeah. And might need to dish out more in the coming I, days because they have a couple of important free agents. I don't know if you heard, but apparently the owner said, you got to cut on some spending. Well, that'll be fun with Mike Hoffman and Evgeny Dadanoff up for, for to be resigned this offseason. Exactly. Well, that's a problem. Uh, yeah. So they went out and you know what's actually funny now that you say that? Look at the position all those forwards play. Those are cheap replacements for the good players. Mm-hmm. If you're Carolina, you, you did give up a lot for J- Vincent Trocheck. Like these there's a lot of young players here. Yes. But the difference is there's a lot of questions with these young players. What can they be? Can mm-hmm. Guys like Eric Holla, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Is he a center? Is he a win? You don't know. Is he an NHL player? Yeah. Eric Holla is an NHL player. Uh, Walmart looks, looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. But you know what you have in Vincent Trocek? The best center on your team. Yeah. You got Jordan Stahl. That's great. Mm-hmm. But Jordan Stahl is a defense. Like, 
He's a third at this point in his career. He's a third line. He's not what he was in Pittsburgh yeah. early on. And again, a lot of that was also the fact that he was playing behind Malkin and Crosby yeah. and got to play third and fourth lines, and then kind of got to well, beat the hell out of and them. It's funny because where does he move now? He moves behind Aho and Trocheck into that third slot where he used to play. And now, when you look at the mid, like down the middle for Carolina. Like this team is scary. They man. might they might have the the scariest group of centers next to the team that I'm about to mention now that made a trade as well. Well, there's another group of centers that I would that I really like. It's just I hate. We'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. The next deal, uh, the Montreal Canadiens trading uh, Nate Thompson, another guy who was on an expiring deal, to the Philadelphia Flyers for a 2021 fifth round pick. Uh, Thompson was an expiring contract. What did they get him for he, last year? A seventh at the deadline yeah, anyway? So they like, paid peanuts for him, so they got And this. you can get him back. He's a fourth-line center. And this center. is the thing. And, you know, he did he did say, like, how um, he loved his time as Montreal, like the little time that he was there. It was his, like his his, fo- his fourth time being dealt or something like that. It's something Sounds wrong. about right. So, But he's a, he's a solid fourth-line center, plays the penalty kill, wins you those face-offs, and they have – the Flyers have a good set of centermen. They're pretty solid down the middle. They have a good decor. They have a heck of a fucking goalie in Carter Hart, who they've been, by the way, just sort of resting because they know come down the stretch they're going to be riding him a lot. Yep. This Flyers team is going to be a team to kind of keep an eye out for down down the stretch of this playoff. They for could the be playoffs, dangerous. And they could be very and, dangerous in and the playoffs. the way this team plays... Like Travis Konechny, you have some guys that it is not fun to play against, no. and it's Sean the Philadelphia Couture, Flyers. Sean Couture is an asshole, but he's a, like not an asshole in the sense it, of an asshole. He's the guy that if when he plays against your team, you hate him. When he plays for your team, you absolutely love him and you hold him as close as possible. Exactly. So yeah, like when you start to go down this Philly roster, you start to look at a bunch of guys that in a playoff series you really do not want to be around, and even yeah. someone like Jakub Voracek, who's one of the. Claude Giroux, both mm-hmm. of these guys, offensive guys that have a nasty streak. They got a real mean streak to them. This is a pretty please, dangerous Philly team. Please give me Philly and Pittsburgh in the first round. <laughs> Just give me Philly. That Pittsburgh. war would be. I love that. So good. It would be. A, it would be an honest. They kill war. each other. They would. And and don't think Pittsburgh like Philly wins. might stop Pittsburgh from winning a cup, even if Pittsburgh wins that, you because remember, they might hurt everyone. You remember how many years there was that little stretch there that Philly just. They just fed Pittsburgh their lunch. There was nothing Pittsburgh could ever do. Claude Giroux just driving every Penguin insane. Yeah. yeah. No, I like this deal for Philly. I like the deal for Montreal. I got what they could. Um, good luck to Nate. Uncle Nate, the shimmy man, used to shimmy after every win oh in the God. locker room. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, Pitts, speaking of Pittsburgh, uh, making a trade, giving up their 2021 third-round pick. That pick becomes a pick if the Pittsburgh Penguins win a cup. And the Pittsburgh Penguins get... Lifetime Pittsburgh Penguin fan, Patrick Marlowe. So many problems with this. <laughs> so angry. This is a great move for San Jose. Oh, yeah. You got a third-round pick for that. Could be a second if they win the cup. Jim Rutherford doesn't care about draft picks. This is not surprising no. on the Pittsburgh end. It's just... They're gonna. Go, this is what's gonna happen with Pittsburgh for the next, let's say, four or five years, even till Crosby and Malkin. until Crosby and Malkin both retire, and Jim Rutherford is still there. Yeah. He will trade everything not nailed down. Exactly, and it's in in a way, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, because you have two of the best centers in the yeah. game. You and have one of the greatest players in the history of hockey. You know, you go for it when you have that guy. You just keep going for it. What? Who cares? Who cares when they're gone? Restock the thing. That is the future. GM. You, you problem. have. Here's the thing. You won back to back cups. Like you're good there. Yeah. So whatever you do, it doesn't matter yeah. as long as you don't trade one of Crosby or Malkin. Yeah. Don't do what they did with Yager or Mar- well, Mario retired, then Yager left, and yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things happened. A lot of things happened. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring old friend Callie Rosen. I actually like this deal just because I don't ever want to watch Martin Marinson play again. But and, unfortunately, I will. And the Toronto Maple Leafs traded away fan favorite, beloved former goaltender, Michael Hutchison. The righty catch. I'm, I'm, I can't believe that anyone took him, to they be fully said, honest. Screw it. But like, like, uh, Colorado lost a bunch of goals. Like, they're, they're literally just looking for depth. 
They, they are hoping he does not have to play. Hopefully not. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers make another deal, trading for Derek Grant and giving up Kyle Chris Kulo mm. in a 2024th round pick. Derek Grant, fourth line center, feels penalty. like that's another guy. Like they're loading up their fourth line exactly. because they know they're going to be in a war with whoever they play, and they're going to need bodies and guys are going to get hurt. And this is just it. it they're stocking up for a playoff yeah. run. Chris Kikolo, he's, he's old. I'm just going to let you know that now. He's old. He's I think it's the fourth-round pick was what this was. Th- this this was re- the trade. Yeah, it's just like, here, take this guy because uh, he'll help you or whatever. It might even just be a contract thing. We're like, listen, yeah. we got 48, 49 contracts. We don't want to hit 50, mm-hmm. so just take this guy back. Surprise number three of the day, I want to say here. The Buffalo Sabres. Trading for this was okay. Can I say trading for yeah. not trading away? Trading for the Wayne train, Wayne Simmons. What are you doing? And giving up a conditional 2021 fifth round pick. The fifth round pick can turn into a fourth round pick if the Sabres make the playoffs. Ha. And Simmons so it's a plays fifth round pick. And Simmons plays 10 games. Ha. No, he'll play 10 games. Uh, the Devils retained 50% of Simmons' five-year, five, sorry, five million salary per capita. I feel so bad for Wayne Simmons. Like, why do you do this to the man? Send him to a team that's going to the playoffs. He's closer to home now. That's what it is. That's all it is. You think he did? Buddy. When like, I heard, look, we we when we did I our scorecard, do you know how many people had Boston, New York? Yeah, nobody. Because I'm pretty sure I had Boston, Toronto. I think I had Vegas in there. Yeah, I, had I Toronto, might have had Vegas like, too. That might have been my three. Yeah, like, and what do we get? Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I feel sorry for Wayne Simmons. For Wayne Simmons, but you know what? When we go on our Buffalo trip, we'll get to see him. Ooh, That'll be yes. cool. I'll definitely cheer on Wayne Simmons. Yeah. I love Wayne Simmons. I might get a Wayne Simmons jersey. I love Wayne Simmons as long as he's not playing the Leafs. They're playing Philadelphia that day, so. Please don't re-sign in Buffalo, Wayne. Whatever you do. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Ask <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly. What, yeah. uh, ask him how that went. And it's not because Buffalo's not a fun city. No, no, no. We, we love the city of Buffalo. It's because of what they're doing to that team. Look at Jeff Skinner. Uh, now, actually, I'll take that back. If they want to give you the Jeff Skinner contract, Wayne, I understand. Sign it. Yes. <laughs> Whatever you do, just sign that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Boston Bruins trading away uh, Danton Heinen for Nick Ritchie. This was a weird – we talked about this before. This is a Boston Bruin trade because they got a big-bodied power forward. Yeah. This is my favorite is Don Cherry used to harp on the fact that the Leafs should have taken Nick Ritchie instead of William Nylander. How's that working out? Nick Pretty well. Nick Ritchie's slow, and he ain't even old yet. Another thing about Nick Ritchie is when I listened to people break down this trade, all I heard was Brian Burke be like, he's out of shape and that's unacceptable and he doesn't care. Then the next analyst, yeah, he doesn't play like he cares. Then the next analyst, yeah, I don't think Nick Ritchie really cares all that much. And it was just like, I get what Boston's doing here because you have Patrice Bergeron, you have Zidane Chara, you think you can get this guy into your system and rehabilitate him. Because he is a Boston Bruin type player. He's a big, nasty son of a bitch who in junior could put up a lot of points. Who in the NHL has put up some, you know, decent stretches in his career. I just don't know if this is a guy, though, that does anything. And Danton Heinen, like, he was a guy that proved if you stuck him in your top six, he was going to put up. He, what did he get? Forty-eight points in his rookie season. I think so, yeah. Playing in the top six, and then now he plays in the, yeah. the third or fourth line. So his numbers have gone down, but his numbers have gone down because he's not playing very often. So yeah, I get it. You're adding a big body. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think you got any better. Anytime Boston makes a bad deal, I'm okay with it. Oh, I'm, I, I love it. Say that. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens making a trade again, uh, trading away Matthew Pekka. Bye bye. See you later. I don't have to see you on the second power play unit anymore. How is he on the... Oh, buddy, I have no idea, okay? No idea. You want to talk about... That's what my, my, my frustration was last week. Trading to the, him to the Ottawa Senators. Have fun. Uh, for a 2020 seventh round pick. And Aaron Luchik, who will be playing with Laval. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, not done trading with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, trading for Andre Athanasiu, the Dash 
minus, minus dash 45. He might be a it was dash, dash 40. Uh, I thought it was 42, but I could be wrong. I know he's uh, up there. I know, all I know is that if you uh, are a fan of my Commodore, he's a uh, clubhouse leader for the Green Jacket. Hang on. Can we talk about Mike Commodore for a second? On Twitter, yeah, he was like on Sunday, on Saturday, he was like just. Have you not seen him do the insider thing? It was hilarious. I have never, you not seen that before? No, I. Oh my god! I'd never seen. It. I'm like, I'm not a big Mike Commodore fan. Sometimes a little loopy. But, oh, he is. But he was and now, like, Grant. I will say one thing. I will say because I made fun of him for the Mike Babcock thing for a long time. He was right. He was right. And he got a lot of these de- a lot of these trades. He was just like bang on. Athens, see you pack your shit. You're going I, here, and it's like, hold on. Source says, pack your shit, bring your passport. You're going here. Yep. And it's like, holy crap! I'm like, just bang, bang, bang. Anyways, uh, back to the deal. Andre Athens, see you and Ryan uh, Kuffner to the Edmonton Oilers for uh, longtime Edmonton Oilers Sam Gagne. That was a salary. That was salary. a salary thing. He was making too much money. Yeah. Athanasiu is still on that RFA deal that he held yeah. out for and made under two million dollars with. And with that deal, uh, going back to Detroit was also a 2020 and a 2021 second round pick. Now that was a nice bit of business because yes. of Athanasiu. Now, granted, the dash 45 is bad, but a kid with that age who can play center, mm-hmm. who can play either wing. And the one of the few human beings that can keep up with Connor McDavid. I really like what could happen there. I also like the fact that you got Dave Tippett, mm-hmm. who is uh, not going to put up with him flying the zone. He's not going to get to play with McDavid if he's in the neutral zone when they make a turnover. So I, I like that. Not to mention, Kenny Holland knows him. And this is interesting that Kenny Holland, who went through the contract stalemate with him, is the one that wanted to bring him to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So clearly, even though he's the dash 45 and, you know, you had that. And by the way, his agent's Darren Ferris, who I would invite to go play in traffic. <laughs> but I like that move. And they gave up two second-round picks for an RFA, a yeah. young guy that can still be part of this team long-term. Yeah. A first-round pick, that's too much. A pair of seconds, I actually really like this deal. That's okay. That's all right. Um they're not done as well. The Edmonton Oilers trading a 2021 fifth-round pick for Tyler Ennis. And Another. this I absolutely love. Yeah. I saw Tyler Ennis when he was on the fourth line with the Leafs last year. He went to Ottawa. But he's a very intelligent player. That is, I think, they did it last night. They put Athanasiu and Ennis with McDavid. Yes. Ennis with McDavid, I think, has a chance to be like the Pascal Dupuis mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Kunitz with I got a feeling he's going to stay there because think about it he had that season with the Leafs and then he signed for 800k in Ottawa it's not like he got a lot of money no and I don't think he's going to get a lot of money again probably not but I think he's going to sit there and be like hmm I might get to play with that guy number 97 a couple of years that's pretty fun Sign me up. Sign me up. Uh, The Calgary Flames trying to add to their decor trading for Derek Forbort for a conditional 2021 fourth-round pick. Just a depth, you know, sort of. You need defensemen. Uh, The Pittsburgh Penguins trading for? Connor Sherry. Connor Sherry and Evan Rodriguez. We've seen Evan. I've seen Evan Rodriguez enough down going down to Buffalo. Yep. He's a solid third, fourth-line center. Plays tough. He's a guy you want. We talk about this. That's a guy you want in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Connor Sherry, too. He's already done it, and he's played. He's He's played in that system. Did he win two cups? Did he, was he part I of both teams he, or did I, they I trade him? I believe he was part of both teams. I think he was part of both because yeah. he wasn't getting paid. And then yeah. right after the second one, they had to get rid of him to Buffalo. Yeah, and going the other way uh, is Dominic Kuhn. Um, Who they traded. Like, they paid something to go get him. Yeah, from, like, like he was in Chicago last year. Had a nice rookie He season. had a nice 13 goals, 24 assists for, you know, not a bad rookie. And this year, even he's still not having a awful year. He's about a 40, 50 point player, maybe maximum. Nice little addition. You know, he has, he's got 10 and 17 right now. So, um, this guy Buffalo can use. Maybe could play on, you know, Jack Eichel's wing or something. Or and just, I guarantee you he doesn't make the four point whatever million dollars Connor Sheary does, which, you know, when you're bailing <laughs> Jeff Skinner nine and a half mm-hmm. to not even get you 20 goals, yeah. you got to shed payroll. Yeah. Uh, the Florida Panthers trading for Emil Dujou, whatever, whatever to Dal- from Dallas for twenty, probably just an AHL. It's deal. a guy. It's a guy. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, who we've mentioned, uh, are weren't done uh, trading for Sammy Vatnin and giving up uh, 
Jane or Jahan, Jane, whatever, Cuckoo Cannon, I guess, Frederick Clayson, and a conditional 2020 fourth round pick. New Jersey is going to retain 50% of that salary for, you know, contractual reasons. Uh, not Sam a bad Edmund's deal. a really nice yeah. little defenseman. I, I think the condition was that he plays. Because he is hurt. Because he is hurt. So if he does come back as a puck-moving defenseman they for lost this team. Brett Pesci in the game against the Leafs. And they Dougie had lost Ham- Dougie Hamilton months earlier. Mm-hmm. They needed another right-shot guy, and that's a nice nice addition. Yeah. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights mm-hmm. making a little splash here. Uh, trading for Robin Leonard. I wonder about that. What's going on with Marc-Andre Fleury that you needed Robin Leonard? Yeah, because you had Malcolm Subban. He's not having a, the, the greatest No, year, that, that, But he I was get, a free – don't yeah, forget, yeah. Malcolm Subban was a free I, pickup I, off waivers. I get upgrading your goaltending position. Mm-hmm. Every team, like it makes sense. It's yep. just, why did you go get a starter? Like, yes. are you worried about something? That's the only thing that I want to know. Are you worried about something? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Or is this just a, hey, we've seen Marc-Andre Fleury – before he was here, you know, when Vegas made that Stanley Cup final, there were a couple of Stanley Cup playoffs where, you know, Pittsburgh won them, mm-hmm. and he missed substantial parts of them. Yeah. He lost his job. I wonder if he's hurt, because he's not having his, the best year that's either. That's why. It's just, it's an interesting move for me. It really is. Yeah. Um, going the other way to Chicago, I guess, replacement for next season, because Corey yeah. Crawford's another guy who's actually hurt. You know, he's... Um, well, no, he played last night. No, no, no. Sorry, not hurt. He's been often hurt, oh, okay, and at yeah. the end of his his He's contract now. So, yeah, who it knows? sounds like they made the decision to keep Crawford because it was kind of they were going back and forth which one that they wanted yeah. to keep, and it sounds like Crawford's probably the guy that they'll extend. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe they they begin the process of trying to get younger, and you know, maybe trying to add more pieces around Jonathan Taves and um, Patrick Kane. Uh, they also traded for Slava Demon. Who is actually? He's a young kid. He's uh he was the fourth a uh, fourth round pick by Vegas back in 2018. Uh, he's only 19 years old. He's going to be 20 this year. So you know, not a bad bad little player. Interesting and, little prospect. And a 2020 pick in second in the second round of this year. But that is from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ah. So um, another little deal. Uh, Devin Shore traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Depth. for uh, favorite Sonny Milano. Phil, my buddy Phil loves Sonny Milano. Hi, just because he's a wop. Probably, probably. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, the splash, the other splash uh, done by the Carolina Hurricanes here. This was the one that really shot. Like Trocheck, like there had at least been some rumors that Trocheck was going to get moved. This is the one that I was like, "What the fuck is going I'm like, on?" Here we go. Uh, Brady Shea to the Carolina Hurricanes for a 2020 first round pick. Now that pick is determined on who finishes lower between Montreal, uh, sorry, between Toronto and Carolina because it, it, yeah, because they have both they picks. have both picks right now. Um, Brady Shea, you know, Brady Shea would look really good in another blue uniform. Yeah, he'd be a big body. And I look different. at this, and he's, he's got a couple years left, and he's pretty young, and he's a puck mover, even though he's a stay-at-home guy. Hmm. Hmm. So I saw this was a little angry. Steven was a little angry because that first round pick could have been, you know, and you watch this first round pick that New York gets will be like a. Super- it's gonna be fucking Pat. It's gonna be the Leafs pick. It's gonna be the fucking Patrick Marleau. Pick. I just, yeah. just don't don't ask me how I know. You just have a. Feeling. It's gonna be their pick. Yeah, this is a nice solid piece. So basically, Carolina's defense is is loaded, locked, and loaded, ready to go. And Brady Shea's not a rental. Brady Shea's no. around. He's gonna be around for a little while on a young team. Um, the Vancouver Canucks uh, traded for Louis Domingue. Uh, gave up Zane McIntyre. Uh, they don't have uh, uh, Markstrom had just Markstrom he's literally out for just about got a month. hurt in practice, so they had to make a move. They had to do something. Yeah. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning trading for Barkley Goodrow, big forward, power forward, uh, and getting a 2020 third round pick from that's courtesy of Philadelphia, and going back San Jose's way is a 2020 first round pick, and Anthony Greco, who they actually had traded for yeah. earlier on. So uh, this adds some, I guess. I can't believe it cost the first round pick to go get Barkley. That's Goodrow. what I mean. Like, like I get it. You got the control there. I mean, he can play different positions, but this is like a third line dude. He has 
like okay point numbers, but you basically just got like like Kyle Clifford, basically. Yeah. And you got a first round pick uh, out of it. First round pick. I think Tampa's very desperate. I think Tampa also They are like, we need to have some big bodies here. What we, happened last they're year? Shook. They're shook. Yeah. If they don't win this year, who gets fired? Is John Cooper out? Stevie Y is already uh he Stevie got, Y said he, he puff of smoke gone. <laughs> He's like, see you guys later. Have fun. <laughs> I'm going to Detroit. <laughs> um Corbinian Holzer to the National Former Print, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, for Matt Irwin and a 2022 six-round pick. <laughs> That's basically it. Def defenseman uh, being Christian uh, Juice, whatever, for Daniel Sprong. Daniel Sprong, ironic. I think he played for Pittsburgh. He was a first-round pick by the Pittsburgh That's Penguins. an interesting pick for the Capitals to go and get. Um, the Montreal Canadiens, again, trading away another pending UFA. Nick Cousins. And getting a 2021 fourth round pick, another guy. I like Nick Cousins, hard worker. Here's the thing, he's playing sometimes first power play unit, and I got so yeah. Steven's eyes are like what? I'm like hey, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, he was supposed when, when you might as well have me on the first power play. The unit. best part was when when Gallagher got hurt around Christmas time or sorry New Year's time. They were like, oh, we're just gonna plug him in there, and I'm like. He's playing like you can't think of anybody else. Locking in, I get Armia's hurt. You can't bring a kid up from the AHL. Bring up Houdon. Bring up somebody. Thank God they went to go sign Eli Kovalchuk because that was almost my money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they might not have gotten a fourth round pick if, if Nick Cousins got, if people got to see more of Nick Cousins. Okay, I'm just gonna, I like Nick Cousins. Uh, irrelevant deal. We'll skip ahead. Uh, Eric Gustafson being traded to the Calgary Flames, another depth guy they need for a, a 2020 third round pick. Chicago will receive uh, the earlier of the Calgary two third round picks in 2020. Uh, Jordan Schmaltz to the New York Islanders for Matt Laredo, AHL pick. The AHL trade. Uh, Matthew Martins, Desiree Cals, whatever. For a 2020 circles, circles, uh, Latvian. Uh, I don't know why I know his name. I have no idea. I'm trying to remember if I had him in like an NHL game back in the did. day. I don't know why yeah. I know his name. And the Leafs got a 2020 fifth round pick. He played against Canada in that game in this in the that game against Latvia in the Olympics that they won one nothing. I think he was the goalie. No, he's a Ford. He's a Ford. Oh, close. But the the reason for this trade was because the Toronto Maple Leafs retain a portion of the goalie Robin Leonard's contract. As part of a three-trade deal with this Chicago. It was just some... Honestly, it's some good business by Kyle Dubas. Exactly. I'm not going to lie. This is why you have... Uh, oh, how the hell did I forget his name? The cap guy that, that they hired that wrote the cap. Um, the guy. Holy shit. How did I just forget his name? I've mentioned him literally all... Se- Lawrence Gilman? Maybe. It's Lawrence something. Um, but yeah, no, no. This is the guy that wrote the CBA. So if you have him for a reason, and it's like Andreas Janssen gets hurt, so you freed up money because he ain't coming back at all. So you have the ability to retain salary mm-hmm. and then get a free for fifth round pick. Yeah. And uh, I'll go with the last deal of the day. Uh, Brandon Davidson traded to the San Jose Sharks for future considerations from the Calgary Flames. That, that wraps up uh, trade deadline day. Um, if you guys are wondering who did what uh, in our trade deadline scorecard, Stephen had 16 and I had 15. I got uh, two of my three, uh, what's it called, bonus wild picks. Cards, my or... wild cards, right? One being Nick Cousins and the other being Eric Gustafson. That was a little... That's it. That's at eleven a. That was eleven p.m. Angelo thinking there. I'm like, oh, I got to find someone who's on a team Chicago. Okay, who's an who's a UFA? I oh, dare Grant getting traded. I don't yeah, know if I had the right did. team, but you I had cl- him as my. You had, I think, the right pro- bright. I was gonna say province, right state. Oh, you were close. That would have won it for me too. Yeah. Well, no, you would have tied it. No, because that's a two pointer. Because or isn't it? You isn't get the-, the you get the one for the correct. The, the player oh, for getting the guy. traded, oh, okay. and then one. So you would have traded, and that would have been a fun conversation to have with people. Like, anyways, uh, yeah, that wrapped up uh, trade deadline day. Uh, nothing else happened in the NHL over the weekend. Oh, wait a minute, no, something did. And uh, this is where I'm just going to shut my microphone off. And uh, remember last week, folks, when uh, I went on my rant. Uh, I think it's about to get topped, and Stephen is taking off his glasses as he rubs his eyes. And gets into position to deliver. So, on Saturday, 
Leafs are playing the Carolina Hurricanes. Kind of an important game. You know, they just had that great bounce back against Pittsburgh after getting absolutely embarrassed by the Penguins when <laughs> Evgeny Malkin left the game. And it didn't matter. So, James Reimer gets hurt, which is always sad. I love James Reimer. I loved him when he was a Leaf. Don't want to see him get hurt. And I just want to take a moment to ask, what the hell did Peter Morazic think he was doing? He's looking for some cookies? Where the fuck were you going? James Reimer just got hurt. What are you doing? And, and, and here's the thing. Okay, there, there's a guy coming. You know, if it's a smaller... You're playing the Maple Leafs, maybe. It's a smaller guy. Kyle Clifford. Like, what, what was going through your head? Did you think you were... <laughs> Kyle Clifford murders him and then gets a bullshit five-minute penalty because he didn't even know the guy was there, and then they reversed it. It started off as a five-minute major. They almost threw him out of the game, and then they reviewed the penalty. Oh, yeah, no, no. This, Yeah, some shit happened here. Wait, what? It still ended up being two minutes for charging. They threw him out of the game because they thought they killed he killed Peter Morazic on purpose. But no, Peter Morazic is above the faceoff circle. Like it was a race to the blue line. What are you doing? So he gets destroyed. And this is, you know, I get excited because holy shit, they're out of goalies. Holy shit, they don't have a third on the roster. Oh my god, it's gonna be the emergency backup goal. Who's the emergency backup goalie, you ask? And then we find out who the emergency backup goalie is. 42-year-old David Ayers. I ain't got no problem with Mr. Ayers. Seems like a good guy. I mean, he got to live out a dream. I got no problem with him. Seems like a great dude. His wife is kind of hilarious on Twitter. I, I've no qualms with him as a person, okay? So he goes into the net. The Leafs get two shots, score two goals. I'm excited. They got this. It's the Marley Zamboni driver. They're gonna, of course they're going to win this game. And then Carolina scores. But I'm like, whatever, it's the Zamboni driver. Who cares? Period ends. Shit, they should have taken advantage of that. You know one of these goalies is going to be back out here. It's going to be bad. And then, oh my God, to start the third period, it's theirs. It's It's happening. It's happening! <laughs> Careful, the studio's not prepared for shaking on the tables. And then the third period started, and it looked like everyone except from Austin Matthews decided to stay in the locker room because they stopped skating. They quit. Jake Muzzin said this earlier in the year, and when I say earlier in the year, this might have been like two fucking weeks ago. They want it easy. They want things to just happen for them. And David Ayers got hurt. Thing got, uh, Mrazic got hurt. David Harris comes in. They bury two goals right off the hop and they quit. This is easy. We got this. And they stop skating. And a team on the second half of a back to back puts up 50 shots against you. You get eight total on the emergency backup goalie. Two go in and the other six, I could have stopped them. Honestly, I could have had a fucking blindfold and stopped these shots. I told Angelo this. When I watched that game, after the, after the sixth goal went in, I basically shut the TV off, shut everything off. I didn't want to see anything anymore. But I did notice something. There was one person who was pissed. Just as pissed as I am, it looked like. It was Austin Matthews. I've never seen him throw a hit, really. Uh, twice. There's two times he got angry and like just turned around and fucking crushed the hell out of somebody. Once it was against the Bruins... Made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. He was out there skating his ass off, and I think he threw more hits in that game than he has in the entirety of his career. I love Mitch Marner. I've defended William Nylander. John Tavares is John Tavares. That effort, like, embarrassing. I can't even find the proper word. Because embarrassing is too light for what happened. That was a fucking disgrace. A alleged professional hockey team. They get paid money to play this game. Lost to a guy who plays beer league hockey. I'm not kidding. He is a beer league goalie. These are professional 
hockey players. There is no excuse. There's zero. And you know, Mitch Marner, he got in front of the mics and he owned it. And he talked about how it was a dog shit performance and he needs to be better. Yeah, fuck yeah, you gotta be better. You're getting paid $11 million. You gotta be so much better. This team isn't good enough. And then as I say stuff like that, what happened yesterday? Well, yesterday they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. One of the best teams in the NHL. One of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Stanley Cup favorite, too. Something has to change. Kyle Dubas didn't trade anyone at the deadline. Basically stood Pat, brought in Callie Rosen, who's going to play a lot. Remember when I said, oh, it's great, Callie Rosen's here, so I don't have to see Martin Marinson again? Yeah, Jake Muzzin's got a broken fucking hand. That so he's out. gone for that a came, month. That came out actually just before we started the podcast. We we talked about this before the day before the the news came out. He missed the whole third period with a hand injury after getting hit in the hand with a puck. Uh, hello, he broke his goddamn hand. So this team is supposed to survive because I've seen this team when there's adversity. They fold like a cheap suit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you get you get like you get like a bounce back performance, but you get one. You get the good Pittsburgh game. You get that good Tampa game. God knows what's coming now. There's a game in Florida, too. <sighs> Probably. Because the last time they were in Florida, it was, uh, we were, I, it was a debacle, too, I remember. It was, yeah. I don't know how you fix this. Without actually performing major surgery. There have been too many times that this team just gives up. It's just over. The game, like, You see it happen. They allow three goals in a span of like five minutes and the game is over. Yeah, sometimes they score three goals in the third period, forced to overtime, and then lose. Like, there are times because they have all of these ridiculous amounts of skill that they can just bail themselves out in a five-minute span. But you cannot win a Stanley Cup doing that. That eventually catches up with you. And the worst part about this whole thing is as I look at it, no, you probably shouldn't trade any of them. Because when you look at the ages and the amount of money that they're getting, yeah, this is probably going to happen. When you look at the pile of injuries, yeah, this is probably going to happen. No Morgan Wright. Like, just all the things that have happened this year. I should be patient. I should just say, yeah, you know, a 21-year-old kid, 22-year-old kid, you know, they're learning and they got all this money and we don't know. And that's what should, that, that sh- I guess, should be the mindset of, like, they got to grow because I know what I would have done if you gave me $15 million cash at 22. I wouldn't be at a single practice. I wouldn't care. The issue is you can't have this continue. Like it's it's over now. They're all getting paid. There's no more. There's, there's no more. Oh, room to grow and getting better every day. No, fuck that. It's win right now. It is win at this goddamn moment. All of you got exactly what you wanted on your goddamn contracts. Try. I love how the kid from Arizona gave enough of a fuck to start throwing his body around. John Tavares isn't exempt from this either. No one's exempt from this. It wasn't good enough. Like, I... (laughs) I genuinely... Checked the fuck out for a couple of days where I said, I don't care what happens to this team. I don't even want to watch hockey anymore. I quit. I'm out. Because what's going to happen? You know what? I can tell you what's going to happen. They're probably going to squeak into the playoffs. And then they're going to play Boston or Tampa in the first round. You know what? Actually, they'll probably play Tampa because everyone will get so happy that it isn't Boston. And you know what will happen? They'll force them to seven games. And then they will quit in the seventh game. I don't know how to fix this. I want blood. 
I don't know if that's even intelligent. But all the explanations I heard weren't good enough. The only person I kind of agreed with was Sheldon Keefe, because after that game, he looked just as angry as I was. He looked like he wanted to kill everyone in that locker room. He also made him skate on Sunday morning, which is doesn't very happen. It happens rarely, but it happened because he just said, "You guys didn't play good enough." Like they I'll, should have had to skate like, with fucking cinder blocks tied yeah, to them. Like Carolina, like I watched that game, and. I was with some Leaf fans, and they were. Fr- I, I'm like, I'm I'm frustrated watching this game. I'm not a Leaf fan. I'm like, a team Car- in the second half of a back to back had more legs, had more yeah. energy, and had more fucking desire yeah. to win the goddamn game. Like they were dropping five back below below the hash. Like they were they were playing like legit collapse. We're not going to cover the points. If it goes to the points, I'm going to rush the guy and hope that it hits me. Like it was just. It was they a defensive clinic, and and they want, like you said, they wanted it more. And one team gave a fuck, yeah. and the other one didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's really all there is to it. Yeah. And that's why I don't care about Mitch Marner taking responsibility. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you have to t- taking responsibility for that is the bare minimum. Yeah, the bare minimum. It's embar- like embarrassing isn't even a strong enough word. Something needs to happen. I don't know what it is anymore. I've run out of answers. I've run out of like any kind of idea of what they need to do. I just need to stop watching this garbage until something changes. I don't think it will. I- Neither do I. Unfortunately. But um yeah. Uh just some quick MLB notes. Uh Nate Pearson struck out three in his first inning of work. Thank God baseball's coming. Steven, it gives Steven some pleasure. Um, Luis Severino uh, from my New York Yankees, uh, done for the season, having Tommy John. Fantastic. It's nothing more than I love than having a keeper who's going to have Tommy John. So I'm down again, a minus player. I can't, it's not like I can not say, oh, I'm not going to keep him. I have no choice. I thought the issue was his shoulder. I thought so too. I was wrong. This isn't good. No. Um, yeah. And uh, everyone is throwing at the Houston Astros. <laughs> Which is amazing. In spring training. They've this is spring training. Been, they have been it right now to date. Hang on. They've had, I think, six batters hit. I believe that's right. Six batters. Yeah. Six Astros batters have been drilled in three spring training games. So that's two a game. Let's boost those numbers up, folks. This is also spring training. It's also spring training. So, uh, yeah. Good luck. God bless. Uh, you're going to have some rear ends that are going to hurt all year long. I hope you guys have a good cold tub in in, in Houston because you're going to need it. And some good, you know, I don't know, bruise repair. Rub A535. Yeah, a lot of Rub A535. Uh, we'll get into baseball further on. We're going to start doing some previews of the divisions and everything of that nature. Uh, but we'll call it a show today. Jake, oh, mentioned Jake Muzzin. Oh, for four He's weeks. For a month. Uh, Victor Mete of the Montreal Canadiens were coming down. He is done for the season. Uh, he has a fracture in his foot. Oof. So, good night, Irene. See you later. Hello, Carl Alsner. Welcome back. Did he actually get called up? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The tank is on. Welcome to hell. Population you. I got a fu- I got a friendly bet too with uh, not a friendly bet. It's a it's a big bet with uh, my buddy uh, who actually listens to the podcast. Uh, Stephen listens religiously. By the way, he was tied with me in the trade that we have a bet going. So our bet is if Alex Lafreniere ends up a Montreal Canadian, he has to take me to Montreal for a Habs game next season. If Alex Lafreniere ends up in Ottawa, I have to take him. To an Ottawa Center game. Now the exemption is we don't go to any Leaf games because it's going to be a stupid ticket. We don't want to. We don't want to blow our brains out like a thousand dollars for a game. We'll like you know. You want to go see Buffalo? It's like fifty bucks. Like we're trying to. The tickets are fifty bucks. Okay, but uh, hopefully Alex Lafreniere ends up in Montreal. I'm going to church. That's why I've given up stuff for Lent, Stephen. Go light a candle. Yeah, I'm lighting a candle. I got a little picture of Alex Lafreniere by my bed in a Habs jersey. It's great. It's magical. Of course. Uh, but that's it for this week's edition of the Last Word Podcast, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Google Play. 
uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor. We appreciate you listening. Hit subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, we'd appreciate you telling them. We're a uh, we're fun listen. We get passionate because we're we're sports fans too, just like everybody else who listens. And you know, we uh, get upset with our teams because hey, you know, they do that to us. That's just a part of being the fan. Uh, but until next time, uh, take care. Uh, I'm Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Ortobello. You have a great week, everybody. And uh, until next week, take care. See ya. Life is a bitch, but I bet I get that bitch wet.